Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Baradon Bears fans got a little bit of late night live action because we had Chicago Bulls basketball on tonight. We'll have the post game show posted after this. So you'll be tuned in for that. If you missed the post game show during the live, we'll be reposting that here on the Windy City Breeze. Also over on the Chicago Bulls Breeze if you just want all your Bulls content. But we're here to talk a little bit of Chicago Bears and the Smugs, man. So let me get some Baradons in the chat. The Bears did take an L today, unfortunately not the outcome that we thought we were going to get but there is progress there are positives to speak about when it comes to our Chicago Bears team as we get into today's show uh, appreciate you guys tuning in and rocking with us as always man let's go Now, if you are new to the channel, please like the video. Please subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking Bears. Our Bears fans talk. So make sure that you get in tune with us, man. Um, Bears come away with the L today, right? 29-22 to the Minnesota Vikings. But that's not really the story of the game. And you would think that it would be, right? Because Bears lose to the Vikings. Bears struggling again. Oh, boy, here we go again. It's all how it's going to be. But that was not the case today. By the way, before I get too deep into this show, do have to do the pre-roll because people are paying us to do the show now shout out to you guys man and uh today's episode is brought to you by bird dog whiskey where life is short so add some flavor you got to make sure you're adding some flavor to life man make sure you support our sponsors by checking the link in the description below as well appreciate you guys for showing love on that um i'm malik sims busy day bro mad busy day bro we got a lot of conversation to have but here's here's the thing right 
let's get into some of what we saw. We're going to break down, of course, listening into the coach, listening into Justin Fields, listening into Darnell Mooney, who spoke a little bit today as well. Got a couple of good conversations that we can have around this Bears team. But you look at that first half, right? And I think that the problem is that there's just more of the same, more of the same Sam Mustafer mistakes, more of the same Justin Fields not being perfectly on target, more of the same uh, 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 Darnell Mooney not getting his head around on a couple of passes, right? Opportunities that are there for you to take that next level, take that next step, and you just don't get the job done. That's been the story of the Bears, right? I, I mean, that's been the story of the Bears this entire season. They've been put in positions. They get into the red zone four times last week, and you just can't get the job done. But in this game, right, progress, progress. You weren't supposed to be in this game. You got down 21 to three at one point. And the Chicago Bears run off 20, uh, or I'm sorry, 19 points. 19 points to take a lead in this game. And then, of course, right, unable to get it. We, we know how it finishes out on the last play. Uh, Isaiah Mazaret Smith, I believe is his name, uh, gets stripped where he probably should have gone out of bounds there trying to make a little bit more of a play. Uh, I think there was some decision-making decision early on in this game that I love the adjustment from. I think that there was um, – some some coaching decisions that early on were pretty bad that you definitely needed to adjust to but the thing is right it's not about how the game starts about how the game finishes how you show progress throughout the game and it's about how can you continue to build off of things week by week week one i'm sorry we last week right the bears got in the red zone four times justin fields able to pass the ball downfield a little bit more um able to find darnell mooney a little bit more right how do we build off of that we're still throwing the ball. We're still running the ball. We get David Montgomery back, but we're still trying to build this offense around uh, uh, um, Justin Fields and, and continue to show progress week by week. And this week, I think legitimately Bears fans can say we saw legitimate progress. Is the offensive line still bad? Yeah, still pretty bad. I'll tell you this right now. Sam Mustafer, I tweeted this out during the game and I stand by it. Sam Mustafer is the worst tight end in Chicago Bears history. This the dude Olin Krutz got fired for? I'm sorry, worst center. I said tight end. The worst center in Chicago Bears history. This the dude Olin Krutz got fired for? If I'm not mistaken, has he not botched a snap or almost caused a fumble on a snap every single week this season? Bro, the first part of your job is snap. Set, set, snap. Set, set, snap. That's, that's your job. That's what you do. And every single week, what do we see? Set hut, fumble. That's not your job. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. That's not how this game is supposed to go. He's the worst center in Chicago Bears history. Barney, I, I'm sorry. I, maybe I'm the first show to say it. Maybe I'm hot takey. Maybe what it call me, whatever you want to call me. But I'll tell you this right now. He's not good and he's not helping Justin Fields be better. There's no way you look at him week in and week out and you think he's the best player at that position that we have as an option. But here's the thing to me, right? Progress. Right? We have our rants. We have our rants in the middle of it, Bears fans. Progress. Are we moving in the right direction? direction that's what it comes down to 
Offensively, Justin Fields looked more composed in the second half of this game. And for the first time the entire NFL season, it looked like something clicked. To me. It looked like he was stepping up in the pocket. It looked like he realized, okay, this is, this is, this pressure's coming, but how do I avoid this pressure? For the first time ever, Justin Fields looked like, no, the pressure's there. I'm gonna get out of the way of that. Oh, oh, that, I know he's gonna miss. I'm, I'm gonna step up out of it. I'm gonna, now I can make this pass. Now I know where I need to do. Now I know if I need to take off. For the first time all season, it looked like Justin Fields was adjusting to the game that was happening in front of him and not reacting to the game that was happening in front of him. Right? Because it's been very reactive, right? It's been, oh, snap, there's a lot of people around me. I got to get the heck out of here. Let's go. That's what it's been. But what did it turn into as the game went on? First half kind of did look like that, right? All until that last drive. That last drive of the first half was the first time where all of a sudden it looked like the pressure was just flowing around Justin. He was just like, no, I got to move here. I got to move here. I'm going to make this. Boom. Done. I got to. I have to. We we have to audible out of this. Kill this. Can, can. No, let's go here. Let's make this move. Boom. Done. All of a sudden he was being fluid with the game that was happening in front of him. And it was the first time I've seen that in Justin Fields career. And unfortunately enough, right? Like here's the thing. It's unfortunate that he has to have those moments in behind such a terrible offensive line, putting him in terrible conditions every single week. But when your center's that bad, you're going to be put in a lot of bad positions. It just is what it is. When pressure literally is like said, hut, here we go. You're going to be put in a lot of bad positions. Now, I haven't watched the All-22, so I do want to kind of – I don't want to go all the way in and just, you know, lamb bass mugs to death here on Sunday's episode because I haven't seen the All-22 just yet. But, I mean, man, just just looking at it, right, like it looked like Justin Fields was adjusting to the pressure that was happening in front of him, and he was the reason that the Chicago Bears were making plays. He was the reason that the Chicago Bears were in the game. He was the reason that the Chicago Bears all of a sudden were showing up play after play after play, were fighting their way back into the game, fighting their way all the way back from being down – 21 to three. And that's the quarterback we all want to see. That's the quarterback we all hope to see. That's the quarterback that we think can put us in a good position moving forward. And that's what it comes down to. Is your quarterback going to be able to continuously put you in good positions? That's the question you have to ask, ask yourself. And that's, that's what we hope to find the answer to here. Appreciate you guys tuning in, man. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Do talk Chicago sports daily. Let's go out and hear some of the tape, man, because we do got to hear from Coach Flus. We got to hear from Justin Fields. We got to hear from the guys that are involved in this game and see what they were seeing, what some of the issues were, because I'll tell you what, I got a lot of guys that I can give praise to this week. I got a lot of guys that I can look at and say, ooh, I don't know about that one, man, but I do want to hear from Coach Flus kind of here. I, I hope he talks about Eddie Jackson as well, because Eddie Jackson had himself a day. I don't know if y'all watched the tape, but go back and watch Eddie Jackson, bro. Eddie Jackson had himself a day. Shout out to Eddie Jackson, man. Let's keep it going. Let's go out to Coach Flues, hear what he had to say today. Yeah, so uh, just got in there with the players, you know, and uh, obviously the, the group is disappointed in the in the finish there. Um, you know, so uh, overview of the whole game, you know, obviously we needed to start better, um, you know, uh, we uh, on defense. You know, we gave them that 21 points in the first three drives, um, and we have to do a better job there, of course. 
And then really from there, you know, the, the offense came out and scored the field goal, and we started to create some momentum there at the very end of the half. You know, so we ended up getting a sack, uh, scored a touchdown there right before half. And then the second half we came out, and I thought we fought and did a nice job. Obviously, the offense did a great job of coming out and scoring a touchdown. We ended up going for a two-point conversion. Don't get it there. Uh, and then we onside kick. You know, we thought we, we had something there, that uh, the alignment that we could take advantage of. Uh, it didn't work for us. Defense does a great job of stopping them there and uh, forcing the field goal and blocks it, which was, uh, again, momentum, a changer there. And I think offense scored on every drive in the second half except for the last one. And really, this is the message for, for the guys in there was just this, hey, in the NFL, it's never going to be perfect, and it's always going to come down to the end. And we learned that the last two weeks. And we have to make the plays to finish the game and seal the deal. Uh, and that's what it is. It's about playmakers making plays. It's about the coaches make, putting the guys in position. And we just have to finish and give ourselves a chance right there. And again, that would, to me, that would be the defense make, getting a stop on one of those third downs you know, in that drive. You know, there was a third and one, third and four, third and five, third and eight, the third and one. We got to stop them there and kick, make them kick a field goal. And then obviously at the end, you know, we got a, you know, operation was really good by Justin. Justin had one of his best days of his career. And he was, you know, tw uh, 15 or 21 for 208, had a long of 39, had a drop. One of the drops was a big, was a big one, had a passer rating of 118. You know, so that, that was good. And at the very, very end, I thought he was operating, you know, the two-minute drive really nice. And uh, obviously, we need to get out of bounds there. You know, we tell the players when they're on the numbers or wider to get out of bounds. You know, if you're inside the numbers, get north. And um, that's just a simple function of two-minute mechanics. Uh, so we have to do that better. So with that, I'll open up to questions. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I give credit to them. You know, they obviously moved them around a lot, had a lot of motions, you know, kept them on the move. And, uh, but we need to do a better job uh, with, our, with our setup there for sure. And uh, we just got to do a better job. No, I mean, you know, so when you get them on the move there, it's hard to roll up to them sometimes. Uh, so I think that was mainly it. Um, but uh, you have to do a better job there when that does happen to do some different things, even when he is on the move. So we, got, we just got to do a better job. Yeah, I mean, it's just bring it to the guy's attention. Um, you know, uh, I've done that before where this has happened in my career, of course, over the long career. And, you know, you come out there and you make sure they're executing to start, you know, to start a practice. You know, we always talk about, hey, fourth quarter, we're built for the second half and all those things. But we have to make sure that in practice we're executing in the start of practice um, as well. So that's just something you got to set up and you got to put it on the guy's mind and make sure that they can, you know, it's simple, but it's also aggressive, the, the game plan to start and then go from there. Yeah. Yep. Just analytical decision. Yep. It was the green light on that. Well, it's something we practiced, you know, we practiced it all week. We knew and it set up perfectly. You know, when you do something like that, you know, I always told, I told the entire defense, I said, listen, we're going for this. Okay. And there's a chance we don't get it. And, but listen, I want you to respond to this. If we don't get it, sudden change, you respond to it. And, uh, they all did. They respond, they rose up there, then they, and they ended up blocking the field goal. So to me, it was no, it was really a wash. Right there, we got him on, you know, got him on basically on downs right there for the block field goal. You have a fourth and four this week and you went for No, that was where we were. The numbers where we were uh, for this game in that part of the field was a fourth and four green light all the way. Coach, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I talked to. Listen, I, I got. I'm close with all these guys. I talked to every single one of them. Talk about about their performances, uh, how we can improve going forward. Um, if a guy had a really good game, what's his mindset going to be for the next game? And uh, that's part of that's part of coaching. And uh, I'll certainly do that for sure. Yeah, it's it's positive. It to be it's positive. Um, but again, I said I told the guys, of course we were going to do that because of the character of the men in the room, and uh, you know they know that, and uh, they're a tough group. They're a tough group, and they're resilient, and uh, they're going to always fight. So we just got to, like I said, make the plays at the end to, for a different outcome. Yeah, I think anytime you get explosive plays on offense, that's a spark. You know, that's when you score touchdowns with explosive plays, and I think that was definitely a confidence builder for sure. Yeah, it was it was all based on the yards. You know, all based on the yards. We discussed that way before. That's usually given to him, uh, Luke on first down. Sometimes right after the first down call. So he knows what, what a green light is, and get, he can set himself up for that. Was that also the case on the play where, where uh, Dave Montgomery scored the touchdown? Was that, was that setting up the four down territory? Oh, yeah. The yep. Yeah. Thinking about David Montgomery, having him back in the lineup, how much do you think that affected your ability to run the ball, but also pass the ball? Yeah, They're doing was, a great job with the questions here. You know, I think I said it before uh, the game, anytime you have a one-two punch back, like that, you know, you got him and Herbert, and it's really good to have those guys. Uh, and you can see what Demo does in the passing game too. You know, he does a really good job of getting north on those checkdowns. And uh, he's more—he's a different style. He's an aggressive cutter, getting vertical. Uh, so I thought he did a nice job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they executed, you know, they did a nice job, give credit to them. But like I said, uh, we had the third downs, you know, we had a third and four, we had a third and eight, and we got to win those downs. You know, we got to win the down, you got to win your matchup, either if it's the front giving, getting the pressure or the coverage breaking up the pass. So it's one of those two things, and, you know, we just got to do a good job there. No, it was. That's a good point, and uh, we certainly recognize that. You know, it was it was cleaner. He had time to deliver. Um, he can see down the field without you know being in a rush, you know, and, and ride the pocket like we talked about last week. So that's that's definitely an encouraging thing to see. I think they had what he had two sacks. I think today uh, for 15 yards. But uh, but yeah, that's a, that's an encouragement to keep that thing clean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's just that's that, that's not good ball. You know, we, we got to be on point there. That's just not not good. It would be amazing if we could hear good. reporters ask him about anything. Say three eight average. So that's that's what we really look at. You know, because the team could run it for fifty yards for whatever. So it's uh, the three seven average, three eight average is is solid. It's solid. But to me, it was still you, you saw some of the runs in there that were going for ten and all that. That's a little bit too much for my liking. So. Uh, we'll get those things cleaned up, but three eight's better for sure. Yeah, sorry, sorry if you've been asked this before, but the, the, the disparity between your first half defense and your second half defense seems to be growing. What, what do you make of that, and, 
Yeah, we just got to start faster. You know, keep what we're doing in the second half. We just got to start faster. And then your, your next question is going to be how, right? We got to bring it to the men, the, you know, the attention of the coaches and the players, and we got to set it up for practice. And we just got to do better in, in the beginning, you know. And uh, obviously, we're that's the first touchdown they've scored the entire year in the second half on us. So, um, you know, we just got to keep doing that and get better in, in the start. Yeah, I don't think it's that. Our guys are ready to go. You know, I, I don't see it as, as being flat. I, I see it as just being executing and, and, and setting us setting our guys up as coaches for the right for the right, right uh, success in the beginning. So we can we can do a better job. Two more from the preseason about going for two and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it changes every week. It depends on who you're playing. You know, it depends on the other quarterback. It depends on the situation in the game. You know, so we want to be aggressive. You know, we've, I can't tell you how many times I've said green light go and it just hadn't happened. I mean, I've, I say it every time we get, you know, in, in the certain zones of the field. Um, and that's been that way. It just hadn't come up. Today it did. So that's the way it goes. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, so you got to be mindful of the guys, but you got to get the plan in. So, you know, the guys are coming in at 1 o'clock tomorrow, and they're going to have a walkthrough. You know, so we'll have meetings, go over the plan, and you really can't talk much about this game. You can make your corrections, you know, a handful of plays, but you got to go on to the next one. I um, mean, we'll get that later. Um, certainly, we'll make the big, the big ones, the corrections, but then you got to walk through practice. And, you know, the next day is, again, a longer day, and we have a walkthrough practice on the second day. And then the third day, we have a short, Helmets practice with speed the game the day right before the game. So they'll have two days of rest, get a little speed practice in there, short, short practice, and then we'll go travel down to the stadium and then uh, have the light meetings and then wake up the next day, have a walkthrough, and then play the game. So that was Coach Flus breaking down kind of what happened in the game and how he felt about some of the things that went down. And, and you heard him talking about, right, like he's given guys the green light. He's been the guy to say, hey, listen, let's go. Let's go for it here. Let's make this play. Let's make and, – and the Bears just haven't been able to – uh, <laughs> essentially work out that play, right? Like that's, that's tough to see um, where he's like, no, I've told them like it's okay to go for it or it's okay to keep going, and it just hasn't worked out that way uh, because it tells you that he's got a belief at a minimum in your offense and, and your offense just hasn't performed. Um, here's the one thing that I will say, right, and, and it's the one question that I think most Bears fans have the one question I think most Bears fans have coming out of this game. Do you like some of the coaching decisions to go for it? Do you like some of the coaching decisions for the onside kick? Of course, right hindsight 2020. But you saw kind of how the Bears came out um, after the half. And they go down, they put points on the board. Boom. Love it. Go for the onside kick. Is that the right coaching decision in that moment? Now, it works out, right? Because defense gets a stop. You end up going for the uh, uh, um, or get the blocked field goal, right? Like a lot of things end up working in your favor outside of what actually just went down. But was that the right coaching decision in that moment? And did we see the right coaching decision more times than not tonight? or, or uh, tonight now now it's late uh on uh at 12 o'clock right like 
That's the thing that we're trying to figure out coming down. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't mind it. I know some people, I saw some people on Twitter, especially because we didn't get it. They hated it. They thought it was a dumb decision. Why are you going to go for an onside kick in this situation? Or why are you going for it here on fourth down? Or why are you going? But here's the one thing that I will not be. I will not be a wishy-washy fan with my disdain or love for something. If I feel like this is what I want to see somebody doing, I want to see somebody doing it consistently. I'm not going to say because it didn't work one time. Why would you do that? That's so dumb when it, when it, uh, uh, if it works another time, right? Like I'm not just going, I'm just not going to be the up and down guy with that. So for me, right. I love the aggressiveness of it. I feel like it put your team in a position to say, Hey, if we get this, not only are we going back down the field, not only are we going to try and uh, 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 um, drive this ball the length of the field again, but we're going to try and score. We're going to try and put the momentum on our side, and we're going to take chances to put the momentum on our side. And guess what? I love that Flus came out and he talked about how, hey, yeah, we didn't get the onside kick. That sucks. But you know what the conversation I had with my defense was? You got to be ready. You got to respond. Because with an onside kick, right, with an onside kick, in one mindset, it's saying that I don't believe that my defense can come out and stop Justin Jefferson, right? Like that, or Delvin Cook. And in all honesty, that is the case that was at hand. We were getting cooked by Justin Jefferson. We were getting cooked by Delvin Cook. And what you wanted to do was put yourself in a position off of coming off of the last drive of the second half, or of the first half, you score a touchdown, you come off of this drive of the second half, you get into the end zone again, guess what? Let's just keep this momentum going let's keep them on the side of the field we can keep plowing down here by the way their defense is going to be gassed because we've driven the ball down the field three times in a row that's the mindset set you up for the rest of the game but it also tells your defense right uh, i don't think y'all can really stop justin jefferson <laughs> and and it, it's not it's not disrupt they couldn't but on top of that it's also saying hey on the flip side of that it's saying hey if we don't get this, I'm relying on you. If we don't get this, you have to come up big. If we don't get this, you have to get the stop. This is also on you. And so I like that aspect of the game as well. So for me, right, I thought the coaches did okay in the second half of this game. I like a lot of Coach Flus's decisions in the second half of this game. I like how Luke Getze – here's the weird part about me. I like. I think Getze has been using uh, uh, um, the Bears well. But, caveat, but I think you haven't had the talent to execute some of the plays he's put on paper. So what I mean by that, I think schematically, right, you draw this up, you make this play, blah, 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 and it'll work. And you see Equinamia St. Brown wide open, Darnell Mooney wide open, Cole Komet wide open, Justin Fields doesn't go to him. But why isn't Justin Fields going to him? Because there's no time for these plays to be, to, to develop. So like there's that, to me, it's like, I think that he's scheming the right plays. I think that sometimes those plays don't develop and that's where you start to get the Luke Nagy comparisons. <laughs> Um, Steve-O says, shout out to you guys in the chat as well, man. I, I love doing these shows uh, live where I'm breaking it down with you. So let's talk with, with you guys as well. Uh, Steve-O says, you got to pick and choose when to be aggressive. Makes no sense for you to be aggressive there, but does a halfback dive on third and three. Now, I will say that, right? I will say that's the, but here's the difference, right? That's Luke versus Floos making the call. 
right? Like that's Luke Getzey not being aggressive on third and three versus Floos being aggressive on uh, uh, um, let's go for this onside kick. So there is a difference there. There's a reason behind why there's less aggression on one side, more aggression on the other. But here, I, I think it, it again comes down to the talent of this team. We saw this today, right? Like we're not surprised by this today. There's ta there's there's not as much talent on this team as we would like right now. And guess what? That's just kind of where we are. Dante Pettis probably not that good right like he he didn't look very good he's probably not that good i think Mazaret smith if he gets out of bounds we're talking about him in a much better light today although maybe don't block in the back um or wait who who did the block in the back was it pettis or was it smith one of them right it, it, it was either pettis or smith that did the block in the back but it's like you, you can't compound your errors with more errors consistent errors and and as you see this game go on as you see this game continue, as you see the weeks continue, as you see the season continue, all you, all I want to see is continued growth week in and week out from not only just the players, but also from the coaches. And I'll tell you what, this was, it seemed like in the second half, whether while Justin makes it look a lot better as well, it looked like Luke started calling plays that actually just were going to work much better against what the Vikings were calling. It was Smith. Shout out Southside Bear. Yeah, you can't compound bad plays with bad plays. And that's what it comes down to. But um, you, you do got to get out of bounds there. You heard Flus talk about he has to get out of bounds there. But you, 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 you can't also like mess up Justin's touchdown run where he goes for 20 with a block in the back that was fairly unnecessary right like that's the worst like I get the block in the back and it's like that's the block that sprung him but it was an unnecessary block in the back like he was gonna be past that guy anyway um but it, I, it just felt like there was an understanding from Luke there was an understanding from uh, uh um Justin Fields and those understandings met at the same time that Justin Fields is really fast they can put a spy on him all they want. He's not going to be able to keep up. Justin also can deliver the ball. And we need to call plays that are going to put him in good positions and that he has a check down option on that's out there. And there's a lot of things that have to go into play all at once for that to come together. Like a lot of things have to go into play all at once for that to come together. And so that's the part where I look at it. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe you'll see a little bit more of this continued. But guess what? Progress. That's what it comes down to. What do we want to see week in and week out, Chicago? I got the Bears going. I, listen, I still feel like nine and eight. I think I have the Bears three and two at this point. They're two and three. I, 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 I'm not changing. They're going to be a middling team. They're going to hit a stretch of their schedule that's going to get really, really easy in a row. Bears fans are going to be losing their mind. Playoffs or bust flipping a table. Right? Like that that's coming. But what are we seeing? Week 1, offense terrible. Week 2, offense still terrible. Week 3, offense may moving in the right directions, but terrible. Week 4. Okay, offense still moving in the right direction. Better, but terrible. Week 5. First half, offense terrible. Second half, okay. This looks like an offense. 
slow progressions. That's what you're going to see all season. It's going to be about the development of Justin Fields, going to be about the development of, uh, uh, um, you know, Khalil Herbert, Darnell Mooney, those guys moving in the right direction, right? Darnell Mooney, absolutely. Um, showing us more and more, but I just, I love the fact that it seems like while we're seeing the coaches get to the point where they're moving in the right direction, we're also seeing the players get to the point where they're moving in the right direction. And you're seeing that continued growth from both sides. Because remember, this ain't just new to Justin. This is new to Floos. This is new to Getsy. This is new to Williams. This is new. Everything's new. It's a brand new car. This, this is literally the same. This situation that the Bears are in right now is like getting your dad's stick shift car and he didn't really teach you how to drive it because he wants you to learn on the fly. That's what this is. Right? And so you're, you're going to have that moment where you stall out. You're going to have that moment where, <coughs> oh, shoot. Oh, dang. Uh, put it in. Put it in gear. Put Start. Start the car. Start the car. We got to. Dang it. Right? Like, that's going to happen. But once you figure it out, once you get it started, then you're going to start moving in the right direction. And guess what? It seems like we're starting to figure out how to go from first gear to second gear. Now, we ain't in third gear yet. Don't put it in third gear. You can't get on the highway yet. We still just driving around the block. Keep driving around the block for a little bit, man. But I like the growth that I'm seeing from this team, and that's what it comes down to, man. Um, as we're going to keep it moving along here, man, if you guys are in here right now, hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking Chicago Bears, how Bears fans talk. So make sure that you get in tune with us, man. We usually go live around like 7-ish. But um, <laughs> today, the Bulls played at 5. We do the live call for the Bulls, so we'll be... We had to break that down as well. Um, we'll also have, uh, if, if you're here just for Bears content and not all Chicago sports content, make sure to subscribe to the Chicago Bears Breeze as well, where we'll have just our short-form content, a lot of our short videos, a lot of our Bears talk content, stuff like that over there. So appreciate you guys for showing love to the channel the way that you guys have. Um, as we're going to keep it moving here, this third gear include Mustafer grabbing some bench. Bro, third gear... Doesn't even include Sam Musta for being on the team. Like third gear is Lucas Patrick being in the driver's seat and uh, Sam Musta is the tailpipe. Uh, <laughs> as we keeping this thing going, man. Uh, oh, wait, before I get before I get in trouble. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We got to make sure we doing this, man. Uh, I do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dog Whiskey, the official drink of the Windy City Breeze. The best part about Bird Dog, right? In 2010, Bird Dog pioneered the flavored whiskey category. Since then, Bird Dog has been upholding and trailblazing the space year after year. I'll tell you what, me and Kid have personally enjoyed the peach flavor while watching the Chicago Bears win, lose, or draw. Today, lose, unfortunately, but I was sipping on a little bit of that peach flavor. And here's the thing uh, we want you guys to do the same. So check the link in the description below and see where you can buy your favorite flavor of Bird Dog whiskey i'm gonna tell you this right now they've got the apple they've got uh uh the peanut butter whiskey which i think was kind of the first one they ever did they've also got the um the peach whiskey which is my personal favorite peach and whiskey is just like ah. so hey here's the thing at the end of the day life's so sh life is short so add some flavor to it make sure you guys check the link in the description below and get in tune with uh get in tune with bird dog whiskey man appreciate you guys for showing love let's go out to our quarterback man our beloved quarterback who played pretty well today right
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. First half was a little bit iffy. Second half played pretty well. I think most of us are excited about what we saw from Justin Fields in the second half of this game. Let's hear what he had to say kind of about his performance today coming up short, what this Bears team is going to be moving forward. Because remember, here's the thing. The team that we just beat, I'm sorry, the team that we were just competing with, that that's the number one team in the NFC North. That's the toughest team in the NFC North. So let's hear what Justin had to say about that. Or not. Hold on. All right. Did I see his catch one hand or whatever? Uh, I didn't even see it. Like uh, people, a guy just asked me, like, did I see his catch one hand or whatever? But I didn't even see it till after the game. Um, I just thought he went up there with two and grabbed it and made a contested catch. But after seeing a video of it, I mean, that was a great catch by him. And, um, you know, great play, great protection, uh, great, great, great all around by the guys. How much momentum does that give you guys and what you guys are trying to accomplish today? It gave us a lot. Um, you know, a big play like that before the end of the second half, you know, it, it set us up for that uh, touchdown. So it definitely gave us a lot of momentum. Justin, as a leader of the offense, have you already struggled in the first half, but much more exposed in the second half? What do you tell your team in order to maybe get more consistent, in order to keep the morale up? Just keep going. I mean, that's that's all you can do. Just keep going. Keep fighting. Keep keep grinding. Like that's it. So yeah. Justin, how tough is it to be so close? You guys were moving the ball. You're driving, and then to have that turnover at the end. Yeah, it's tough. But um, you know, I know Mir. I know he's uh, you know, uh, feeling down right now. So our job is to pick him up. And uh, you know, he's a great player. And I mean, me personally, I know what he can do on the field. You know, he's young. Second year, so uh, he's, he's just got to learn from that mistake and, you know, keep going. But, you know, he can be one uh, hell of a player in this league for sure. How would you feel about the way that you've been in the drill, you've been in the drive going before that? I mean, you have a completion, I think, that would put him around 45. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it was going good. I think we had a plenty of time. Uh, so it was it was going good. I think we were moving efficiently. So, um, you know, who who knows what, what would have happened. So, yeah. How do you process good plays being taken <laughs> Uh, you said, how do I feel about it? How do you, how do you process that? I mean, you just got to move on. Uh, you can't dwell on it. I mean, after the touchdown, I look, I'm looking up to the stands. I'm seeing all the Viking fans point back, this and that. So uh, I'm, I'm already knowing it's a flag. But I mean, in that setting, you just got to reset and you know, try to go score again. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, uh, efficiency in the passing game. I think we took a step forward for sure. Um, I felt like the protection was better today. Um, for sure, I think, you know, we definitely handled their blitz better than last week. So um, I felt like we step, took a step forward in that. And um, just overall, I'm just just proud of the, you know, everybody and the way they fought. You know, we were down 21-3. A lot of the same teams in this league would have, you know, just laid down and, you know, uh, stopped playing. But I'm just proud of our guys and the way they fought. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, just, you know, just trying to stay calm, um, not thinking about the last drive, uh, just, you know, taking it play by play. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about that all week. I was like, 
bro, go Cribbit. So, uh, you know, he, he did that. And, uh, of course, great physical run by him. And, you know, that's one thing he's good at is just, you know, getting the ball in his hands and, you know, making guys, you know, try to tackle him and stuff like that. So definitely proud of him. Uh, I would say so. I mean, it's just like just trying to stay calm. I think, you know, I think when I first got here, you see big guys flying around, D linemen going fast. Like you just think you have to speed everything up. But um, I'm just starting to figure out. Like you just got to play within your own rhythm and the, you know, the way you know how to play and just staying calm in the pocket. So yeah. 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 Um, 39, who was playing inside leverage. Uh, Mooney wanted to take it more at field, like we were more midfield. But in that situation, uh, we were closer to the end zone. So I was trying to put it more of a back shoulder, especially since the defender was uh, inside. So um, of course, I didn't want to uh, leave it inside to where it would be a turnover. So um, you know, just just missed that one, and then, you know, just got to be on the same page in, in that sense. So yeah, you're good. I, mean, I love it personally. Uh, I think it's you know uh, confidence in us. I think he believes in us to you know if it does get us, if we do get that onside kick, um, it gives us momentum and it shows you if we don't get it, you know he trusts in the defense. So um, I think it gives us confidence. The two point play uh, confidence. It shows his confidence in us and you know his belief in you know our execution. So yeah. Do I have a choice yeah. to say we're going for it? Yeah, no, sir. That is not my job. No, sir. Not at all. That's not my job. So, um, <laughs> it must uh, I think right <laughs> no, there you take the lead and just, you know, trust in the defense. So, yeah. What happened on the first play of the game? Why did you guys have a play of the game? Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, that should never happen, to be honest. I mean, we go over the, you know, first 10 plays as a walkthrough. So, I don't I think KB's on kickoff. So, I don't know if he forgot. I don't know if, you know, it was a coach's thing. But, you know, I just broke the huddle, looked out there. He went out there. But, yeah, so that's definitely frustrating to see, for sure, first play. Yeah, um, so our cadence, you know, it's the leg kick. So I was trying to come up, and I think either can the play or change protection. So when I was walking up, he just got that leg kick mixed up with me walking up. So um, next time, I'm just going to put my hands down and make sure he sees him, sees him, and then you know, just just be more decisive with my body movement, you know, in a loud environment like this. That was Justin Fields breaking down kind of what he was having, uh, what he saw in today's game and what was going on. I'll tell you this right now. Uh, I love Justin being the teammate that he was being there, right? You love seeing him um, not throw anybody under the bus. Um, but listen, Sam must have forgot to know when to snap the ball and when not to. It's his whole job. His job is literally snap ball or don't snap ball. So if, if he not snapping ball at the right time, that's a problem. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think here's the thing, right? Like the part that the part that I look at in today's game and where I see kind of this team and, and Justin Fields moving in the right direction is that there's an understanding of the issues that Justin may be having right there's an understanding of the issues that the offense is having they see them now how do you fix them justin's talking about timing timing something that can be fixed timing something that you can look at and you can say okay especially on that darnell mooney play right said hut and boom he sees darnell darnell's got to know to turn his head on that that's got to be quicker timing 
I understand it's week five. I understand it's five weeks of practice. I understand all of that. New offense, timing. And now you're getting to a point in the schedule where, yeah, you're on a short week this week. It's going to be tough. As you're going up against the the uh, uh, the Washington Commanders. And that's a defense that's going to be scary versus Justin Fields. But the one thing that I will say, Justin talked about it. They handled the blitz better. Timing. As the game went on, he was reading the pressure better. Timing. As the game went on, he was reading the defense better. Timing. I know we want things to be boom, let's go, let's make this happen. Let's. We need to see t- uh, 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 top-tier plays on the field right now, first play. That's what we got to We gotta have it. It doesn't always work that way. Sometimes you have to overcome so much, and especially if you don't have that game-changing player, That you have to figure out, okay, what are the mistakes? How are the, What are the issues that we're going to have week in and week out? Now, how do we fix those? Now, how do we not, not even fix, right? How do we mend those? Not even fix. How do we mend them? How do we put a Band-Aid on this until we can find the thing that's actually going to, uh, uh, um, that, that, that's actually going to be consistent? How do we conti- or how do we put a band-aid on this until we can fix that? Because there's some stuff that's not going to be fixed with just scheme and playing better and fighting there's there's just not enough talent at some of these spots. Right? That's what it comes down to. This season the Chicago Bears might not have enough talent. Do not have enough talent. It's not even a might not. Do not have enough talent. Not enough talent on the offensive side, not enough talent on the defensive side. Now, maybe you're getting some interesting talent back in here when you talk about guys like Valus Jones. He came into the game, his first offensive play, touchdown, like it, right? Weird, weird. I don't, I don't the touch pass is so weird to me, bro, that you can literally go set hut. <laughs> and like, it's a passing intent, but okay, I'll take it. Justin Fields, improving, like it. Right, because I know I know a lot of people compare what we like, especially what we saw today. Right, where uh, uh, New York goes out there in uh, London and beats Green Bay. Well, they're doing it right now, and how are they doing it? And what are they? They have a game-changing player. We don't have that yet. As much as I would love Justin Fields to be, he's not. Not yet. He looks like he can be especially in a game like this, right? Because he's the one that changed the game. But New York has a game-changing player. Saquon Barkley, say what you want about him, looks like he's the best running back in the NFL. Whether his body's going to hold up behind that offensive line, that's yet to be seen. You saw him going to the tent today. But he's one of the best running backs in the NFL. You can win with that. That's a game-changing talent. You're hoping that your quarterback's a game-changing talent with a with a uh, a center that's a game-changing talent in the opposite direction. So.
So to me, right, the biggest thing that you have to figure out is kind of like, where do we put these band-aids? How do we, how do we place these? And that takes time throughout the season. And it looks like as much as we can say this, right, win, lose, or draw, the bears are moving in the right direction. Slowly, very slowly moving in the right direction. Like Lonzo balls knee slowly. But I don't look out there every single week now and say we're not good at something. Last week I did, actually. Last week I did. <laughs> Last week, 110%, when the Bears lost to the Giants, I was like, hey, bro, y'all lost to a team without uh, uh, a quarterback by the end of it. No, y'all are bad at everything right now. But I look at I look at the Bears. We can, the Bears are one of the best run, run offensives in the NFL. Until what last week when they when they didn't run the ball nearly as much right like there there was they didn't go to um, Herbert as much and the and the Giants defense did a great job, but they were good at something that week, or they were good at something uh, 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 weeks before that. Right, like they were one of the best off run offensive lines in the NFL. They had one of the best running games in the NFL. Just couldn't pass the ball. Pass pro still terrible. Pass pro still struggling. But guess what? Justin Fields is adjusting now. Justin Fields slowly moving in the right direction. Justin Fields being a game-changing player for us in the second half. Now all of a sudden the Bears look a little bit better. And that's what it's going to come down to at the end of the day, man. You you have to just look for the little things. Look for the little things. There's Bears fans that want the big answer right now. I want to see 28 points a game on the board right now. You don't have that talent. We talked about that coming into the season. We talked about this offensive line possibly being in the right direction. But then half the players we talked about, they 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 don't use now. They don't use Riley Reed. I, I think Riley Reed got cut. Um, and uh, what's the other one? Uh, uh, um, Michael Schofield basically don't get on the field. Lucas Patrick breaks his hand. They don't like Tevin Jenkins. I don't know what's going on with that. Larry Borum looked meh. Braxton Jones is okay. He's a rookie trying to figure it out. But right as you see the game progressing, as you see the game going on, you look at the Bears. Okay, all right, look, look at that. The ball's moving. Justin's adjusting. The team is adjusting. Your receivers are adjusting. Everybody's getting this understanding. Justin don't got that kind of time. How do we put a Band-Aid on until we can get him that kind of time? And the one thing that I do like, and it's weird it's weird to say, right, but, like, if Justin can adjust to this, then it gets me excited for when he actually is protected. Those are the moments that get me excited because this was still a game, right? Like, I think this is the thing that gets me a little bit more excited, is that 
in a game like this, I see Justin Fields doing enough to come away with a win. If he scores that touchdown right, that puts the Bears in a really good position to hold out. They can play a different style of defense going into the end of that. You don't have to play, um, you know, we got to we gotta get the ball back. We got to attack these guys. You got to play, and we got to keep an eye on the clock. You get to play, okay, let's play a little bit of bend, but don't break. Let's play back, give them the underneath stuff, and then when we get to the end zone, we clamp down. It still looked that way when they when they put it on the field, but you get to play a little bit different. But you know what I'm saying? And I, I just I, I want to see continued growth week in and week out. It's all I'm asking for from the Bears. And I'm seeing that. Maybe I'm looking harder than most, but I'm seeing that. Defensively, I feel like we've gone the wrong direction. I'm not going to lie to you. Hit the like button if you agree. Defensively, I feel like the Bears have moved in the wrong direction a little bit. But offensively, I feel like I'm seeing a little bit more from this offense week in, week out. And guess what? If you combine Justin Fields improving with David Montgomery still being David Montgomery, his first game back today, um, you know, he he kind of was getting back into the mix of things. They were using him more in the passing game as well in the screen game. They come out right away with a screen. Now, the one thing I will say is still some of the mental mistakes, not as many, right? Like, and, and there haven't been a ton from the Chicago Bears as a whole, but still some of the mental mistakes there. Um, but I, I think you, you got to see more. Justin Fields, I don't want him to be your leading rusher. Right, you got 12 carries, Monty, 20, 20 uh, 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 yards on the day rushing-wise. That's not the Monty that we know. Now, he got four uh, receiving yards for 62 yards, but that's not the Monty that we know. We know what Monty can do. We know what Herbert can do, right? Those are guys that are going to be able to run the ball. If you're going to be able to run the ball and Justin Fields can give you a game very similar to today, 118 passer rating. He's not going to get more than 21 to 25 passes a game. I said that all year. But I do need him to hit 20 to 25 passes a game. But he's not going to get much more than that. Why? Because he's it, it, the offense isn't built for that. The offense isn't built for that. So guess what? The offense is built for running the ball, but if you can find that mix, bring the run game back, Justin Fields still passing the ball pretty well, now you're talking about a dangerous team for this season because the schedule still ain't hard. I'm not going to lie to you. As weeks go by and I continue to look at the schedule, it keeps getting easier every week. The toughest teams we're going to play are still the toughest teams we're going to play. And that's still just going to be the Bills and the Packers. Maybe Dallas, but I'm not a big believer in Cooper Rush long term. Yeah, I mean, like, I, maybe, maybe Dallas, right? Like, yeah, but yeah, the Bills, the Bills, we're going to lose bad. We're going to lose really, really bad to the Bills. That's going to be the one. Right? What do we got the rest of the way? We got the Bills. Uh, let me look at the Bears schedule here. Because we're in week five here. Bears two and three. 
So we got the Commanders, the Patriots, the Cowboys, the Dolphins, the Lions, the Falcons, the Jets. Then we got the Packers. Then, right, like this part gets hard. Packers, Eagles, Bills. That's that's the toughest three games I legitimately believe you have left. That's the toughest three games I legitimately believe you have left. Packers, Eagles, Bills. Outside of that, right? Commanders defense might be tough. Um, short week for for both teams. Um, so that's gonna be. But I mean, they're they're a bad football. They're a really bad football team, uh, as well. Right? Like they they're they're a really bad football team. So maybe right? Like maybe that's a week where Justin Fields gets to gets to keep going. Gets the or uh, that maybe that's the week right where you're you're able to build even more on this passing momentum where you're able to build even more on what your team is doing. But outside of that, right, Patriots, okay, maybe a little tough Monday night, maybe a little tough, tougher defense ish. I don't know what they what the, what the Patriots do today, right? Like the Patriots got the one the win over the Lions, um, but the Patriots for the most part this season have been eh. They're two and three as well. Cowboys. Cowboys tend to always crap the bed versus the Bears, so I'm kind of picking with my heart on that one. It's in Dallas, but, I mean, they always tend to crap the bed. Cooper Rush seems to be doing amazing. We'll see how he is two, three weeks from now. And then you get into the Dolphins, the Lions, the Falcons, the Jets. I'm telling y'all, there's going to come a point in this season where I'm going to be toweling Bears fans off. I'm going to say, hey, breathe, guys. We're not this good. We're not bad either, but we're not this good. (laughs) But to me, I mean, I'm asking for consistent progress. I'm asking for moving in the right direction every week. And to me, that's what we've seen. Is it small incremental things week in and week out? Yeah, but small incremental things start to pile up after a while. And if we get to a point in the season where all of a sudden you're playing well at the same time together, you win. Speaking of playmakers for us, man, we got one more uh, post-game interview to check out. Or not post-game, I'm sorry. Uh, well, no, this is post-game. Um, one more post-game interview to check out. Taking a look in here at Darnell Mooney and hearing what he had to say on uh, coming up short. We actually got Mooney. Um, is it just Mooney? No, we got Mooney, Eddie Jackson, and Valus Jones all in one. So we'll give this uh, give this one good shot as we uh, go all the way through. Appreciate y'all for showing love. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking Bears. Our Bears talks. So make sure you get in tune with us, man. Let's listen in to what the guys had to say in the locker room. Threw the ball up, it was in my vicinity, and, and uh, but like I said, I, I feel like if it's in my vicinity, whether it's two hand or one hand, I got to catch the ball. Do you think that changed? I mean, that changed. That seems to change a lot. Yeah, definitely a spark. We needed a spark. It was pretty dry out there for us the first time, and uh, uh, I think we had one drive, and then they was holding the ball for. I mean, not holding. They had the ball for a long period of time, and then we come out, and then we just need some some type of spark. I was telling Justin, you know, like, hey, you got to use your feet to give us a spark or something like that. Use it. Like, we need something. Like, we have to get seven on this drive. Before we come out and have some. Do you feel a responsibility to be that spark? Uh, I mean, I feel like my job is to, you know, to be a playmaker at all times. So whenever I get the ball, I just got to 
I ain't gonna lie to you. If the whole interview like this, I ain't finna sit here and listen to all of it. I ain't no Darnell. Somebody Mike was terrible. Definitely confident way about something. You guys have talked about how you're seeing progress in the passing game. What kind of moments do you feel like? Love it. Uh, love how his uh, confidence in us, how he trusts us, and um, uh, just love his aggressiveness. And, uh, uh, I appreciate it. All right, that's all right. Don't worry about that one. Uh, <laughs> I ain't realized the audio was that bad, bro. What's I got I got beef, bro. I got beef. 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 Um, uh, bro. Professionals. Professional organization. Why can't we get professional audio? Why can't we get professional audio? That's all I'm looking for. A little professional audio. Who's editing the audio? Who's doing the come on, bro? I could I could fix the audio on my on my dig before I posted it. Good lord. Um, I was gonna listen in on all three of them, man, but seeing as how that audio sounds terrible, I mean, I'm I'm not buying in on it. Uh let's talk, let's talk with some of you guys in the in the uh in the audience, man. Um appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. A lot of pessimism still in here. Um Lushy Lun. Um, really been going hard against the Bears. Says Bears are gonna finish four and thirteen, maybe five and twelve. They just they're not a good coach team. I don't I don't agree with that. Um, I I think that the Bears do a good job of adjusting week in week out. Right, like th this is something we we talked about. Don't let two weeks change your mindset of the season, and really just one week last week. Last week to me is the worst week the Bears have had. It's the one week where I've looked at where I was like, the Bears didn't adjust anything. The Bears came out worse. The Bears continued to struggle. But I don't look at this season as, hey, like this team is the same team as last year. Now, do I think they have less talent? Yeah, 100%. But I think they're mediocre. And I also look at the teams that we're going to be playing and guess what? We're basically in similar positions. Right? Like, I think that's what it comes down to as well. If I was telling you that we were going up against the Bills and the Chiefs and the Chargers, and the, then, yeah, five wins for sure. But there's going to be games that are coming up that are, are mediocre games. This game on, on Thursday... Right? Like the Bears really might work these mugs out. That's how bad the commanders look. That's how bad the commanders look. Skylark says, look at all NFL teams throwing the ball 25 to 35 times. Here's the thing, though. You don't have the personnel for that. Again, another reason why I believe in the coaching staff a little bit more. If we had the personnel... Yeah, let's throw the ball. Let's air it out. 25, 35 times. You don't have that personnel. And here's the one thing that here's the one thing that is always dumb to me. Always dumb. Always dumb. When you don't have the personnel, but you try to force something because that's what the rest of the league is doing. When you don't have the personnel, but you're trying to force a square peg into the round into a round hole because that's what the rest of the league is doing. 
if they were built for that, yeah, let's do it. But that's not where this team is right now. You're a rebuilding team. You're a rebuilding football team. It's going to take time. And you're not rebuilding with probably most of the players that are here. And listen, there's going to be mugs in here that are going to be end of the world Bears fans for sure, right? But I, I hate to tell y'all this, but the building of a, a team and building the Chicago Bears isn't going to happen this season. Building a team and building the Chicago Bears was never going to happen this season. You know what I was hoping for this season? Development from Justin Fields, slowly seeing him move in the right direction, week in and week out moving in the right direction. Skylark says it helps Justin Fields more and the wide receivers. It doesn't. It doesn't. Right? Like it, that, calling plays that aren't going to work doesn't help you. It doesn't even make sense to say that. Let's call this play, but Justin's going to end up on his back. Well, we called it. Right? Like, it, it's about moving. When Justin gets to that point, yeah, call him. When Justin moves to that point, yeah, we can do that. If Darnell Mooney figures it out, takes another step, yeah, we can do that. But at the end of the day, it's about, okay, what do we do well? Can we do that? And can we do that more? Today, the Bears didn't run the ball well. But most weeks, week in and week out, the Bears have been a rushing football team pretty well. And guess what? Now you're talking about the Bears being a rushing football team with Justin Fields putting 200 yards up of tape where that show him getting outside of the pocket, that show him beating out the spies that are spying on him. Because they had spies on him every game. I don't know if y'all paid attention to that at all, but they absolutely had spies on him every game or every play. Anytime Justin ran out of the pocket, spy. Lushy says, yeah, calling running plays on first down for losses doesn't help your QB, especially when it's third and 13 and third and 10. Hey, I mean, what have the Bears done well? The Bears have had multiple 150-plus yard running games this season. Do you think teams go in? Do you, do you, like, I, I get what you're, I get the gripe. I get the gripe. I get the issue, but, but. That's what they've done well. What haven't they done well? They haven't dropped back and passed the ball very well on first down. Right? Like there's 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 things that we can have issues with. There's th but at the end of the day, it's about what do you do well? Are you focused on winning? Now, maybe you go a little more play action on first down. I wouldn't mind seeing that. But again, we go play action. I love the entire breakdown, right? And, and how all of a sudden that became, that's what the Bears need to do. 
the the Dan Orlovsky tape where he breaks it down, where he talks about set hut. He, he uh, uh, you wanna you wanna uh, uh, run the eye formation. You wanna have blazing game in there. You wanna do a ton of play action. You wanna rotate off of that. You wanna boom. You wanna do all of that, right? Sounds great. Doesn't sound great with Sam Musfred center. Again, you have to coach to what your limitations are. You have to coach to what your limitations are. Play action takes time. Play action takes time that Sam Musford don't have. And I'll tell you what, the difference in play action, I said this last week, the difference in play action when the Giants run and the difference in play action when the Bears run it is what? Who do they care about? in the Giants play action. Who's the who's the the rusher going to go to in the Giants play action? They care about Saquon Barkley. So yeah, Daniel Jones has a million a million miles to run. He has a, a bunch of time to get the job done. You call a play action on the Chicago Bears, who do they care about? They don't care about Monty. They don't care about Herbert. They care about the dude that you could drop back, stand there, make a play with his arm, or make a play with his legs. They care about Justin Fields. So guess what? That play action, boom, you go to run that play action. Nobody's paying attention to Monty. Nobody's paying attention to Blazing Game. Nobody's paying attention to Herbert. And if you stand there and you just take that shot to the face, now you're putting yourself even further back. So I think there's a lot of things that you could talk about. There's a lot of things we could nitpick with the Bears. But at the end of the day, it's about are we seeing progression? And I believe we are. I do believe we are. I think there's some things that we absolutely can talk about that we can say, hey, you need to do these things to move in the right direction and keep moving in the right direction. But you also have to have the personnel on the field, right? Like, let's let's not be a bunch of Jim Boylan's in here. Let's not be a bunch of Jim Boylan's in here. Remember, remember Jim Boylan? Where he wanted the Chicago Bulls to shoot threes and only do layups remember that how'd that work out for because you didn't have the personnel to do it so there's going to be steps here it's going to take time there's going to be steps in the right direction there's going to be some steps backwards 100 percent that's what it's going to come down to. That's what starting over is. That's what erasing all the mess that was here before is. But Justin Fields took a step off of last week's game this week. That's what I'm looking at. That's what I'm focused on. Justin Fields took a step in the right direction off of last week's game this week. That's what I'm looking at. Darnell Mooney continued what he was doing from last week. That is, that's what I'm looking at. Progress, not regress. We showed progress, not regress. That's what it comes down to. You have to show consistent progress. 
and the Bears are absolutely showing progress. But hey, I'll uh, I'll be live tomorrow as well, a little bit earlier than this. Uh, I'll be live probably about seven-ish as we do the daily show. Uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. This will also be up in podcast form, so if you didn't listen to the entire thing, Let's uh, let's give a uh, give a listen over on the podcast side. Also, drop a five star review. We'd appreciate the love over there as well. Um, hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily. As always, man, it's your boy Pat the Designer back at it again. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions. Same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.